You feeling it? It's my favorite time of the week, my friend. Oh, boy. Pot o'clock. Trademarked. Please never say that again. Totally effing Where have your travels taken you now? They have taken me to the wonderful city of Brussels, where I am currently. And uh, I'm going to talk about Brussels and Bruges, where I just was. So it's an all-Belgium podcast today. <laughs> all-Belgium all the time. All-Belgium all the time. Well, tell me about what, which, which, where do you want to start? I'll start in Bruges because I started... In Bruges. So it just makes sense. My mind doesn't really, uh, isn't good at jumping around um, yeah. time frames. So I'll just go in order. Um, but let's start off with my challenge. Let's get it right out of the way early okay, on cool. because yes. I got it out of the way very early on. Uh, right when I got to Bruges, boom, I went into action. Well, how did you, how were you, how were you a superhero? <laughs> you were going to say that's my bad. That's my bad. I thought you were going to set it up, and then it was just awkward silence. That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> so I told you that you had to help somebody. I said that that was that was your challenge for this week. It was to be a good representative of humanity and help another human being. Yes. So did you find did you find some uh, poor hapless Belgian <laughs> to help? Well, it wasn't a Belgian. But I did do this about 20 minutes uh, into the city, into Belgium. Uh, I got off the train and I was walking um, up to the hostel that I was staying at. And there are these old cobblestone streets. The, these are this is a medieval town that really rose to prominence in the 1600s. So it's all it's all cobblestone streets, which is very cool. But it also makes it sort of hard to walk on, um, you know, if you have a bag or with wheels or something like that. So I get to the hostel, and as I'm going in, uh, there's this woman, and she's walking up the street um, behind me, and she um, she's going about as slow as a human can move because she's i'd say she's in her 70s she has a very she's a very pronounced like hunch hunch over she has a little cane that she's using and she has a bag and she she says excuse me or something like that and i said hey what's up i've got i've got my backpack and my bag too and she says do you know where she had it written down the name of the hotel that she was trying to go to so I'm like, oh my god! Like she must have been walking if she came from the train station for like an hour at the pace she was going. So I said, hold on, right? Let me look. let me pull it up in my phone. So I pull it up in my phone, and it shows that it's the end of the road makes a T. And I I said it shows that it's right here, but let me run up there and make you know and see where the entrance is because it didn't really look like an entrance. So I ran up. And I saw that the entrance was in the front, which basically meant you have to go entirely around the block, like down the street, oh. make you know, like to the front of the building because there's no way through. Yeah. So I said, okay. So I ran back to her and I said, uh, she's moved about, uh, she's moved about two yards since since I've done this. Huh. Um, uh, I believe you mean meters, meters, uh, meters. Yeah. Uh, 20 meters. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> that could be wrong. Could be wrong. I, I don't know. That was um, perfect. Honest I, conversion. Perfect. 
Yeah. Uh, so I said, good news, bad news. Uh, she, she was not from Belgium, but she was not, she didn't really speak that good English either. She was from somewhere else. And I said, the hotel is right there, but the entrance is in the front. And she's like, okay. You know, I'm like, let me see if I can go have them open the back. So I ran to the front of the hotel, went in, told them what was going on. And then they said, okay, cool. And they opened the back door so that she could go in without having to go around. And while, uh, while I was going talking to the front desk, uh, she stole, she stole my back. <laughs> Perfect. No, I'm just kidding. She, she, she was very thankful and nice. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was the first 20 minutes. And so I said, sweet, my good deed is done. And then I got into the hostel and there's sort of these rooms where instead of bunk beds, it's like bunk, like cubbies where you go into like, you have like a, a hole that you sleep in. I think it sounds worse than it is, but it's sort of like cubbies that you sleep in. And there's this guy and he's kind of like berating the other people that are staying, the other three or four people that are staying in there. And so I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's a little strange. And so I said, well, I'll break the ice. Sometimes people are awkward. So I said, hey, where's everybody, you know, where's everybody from? The one girl's from Argentina. And this guy's like, I'm from hell. Oh. I'm like, oh. Cool. Okay. Like, cool, man. And then, you know, people were just kind of talking. And then he asked this one girl how long she's traveling. And she's like, oh, I think about three weeks. And then he's like, oh, that's all daddy would pay for. And I'm like, hey, man, you can't talk to people like that. And I kind of I didn't get up in his face, but I someone needed to stand up and be like, hey, you can't talk to people like that. Stop being a weirdo. And so he's so he, he kind of like shrink back. He's like, sorry, um, uh, my name is uh, uh, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, I'm not from hell. I, I'm from uh, Czech Republic. Like, OK, cool, man. So we're going to be normal. He's like, OK, cool, cool. There we go. God, yeah, you sat him down. Up, man. You were like, hey, listen, you may be from hell, but I'm from Los Angeles, so sit down. Yeah. All right. I've been godless longer than you. <laughs> so <laughs> so there it is. Bang, bang. First 40 minutes, two helpful deeds. I saved my, my roommates uh, from the strange man, and uh, and I helped the, the, the slow-moving old lady uh, get into her t- hotel a little quicker. And uh, I think there that was. you got on a high. You got on like this helper I, high. I you were just like, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save the world right now. That's right. I was like, this is why the people like the movie Pay It Forward. <laughs> that that is why. That is the only reason why. <laughs> Kevin Spacey and Haley Joel Osment. What's not to like? <laughs> what? I mean, don't answer that. Don't answer that. But <laughs> uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> um. But, but, but Bruges, Bruges is cool. Bruges is another one of those towns where uh, there's not a lot of things to see per se, um, but it's a great city to just walk te- around because everything is these, this old medieval Belgian Flemish architecture. And there's a bunch of canals as well. It's it's kind of got a mini Amsterdam vibe to it. Um, there There's a great town square called Market, which has these old guild houses Um the guild houses are basically these nice these nice apartments or buildings that are built in the town square, and they have a, a triangle roof um, 
with little rivets, kind of famous. You'd know it if you saw it. And the guild, they would all meet there because they were the ones that had the money back in the day. So they built these places in good locations that that looked very nice. And so now those are all next to each other. It's like World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, I know. These guys, they, they were they were 400 years too early for the, to be a powerful guild. Um, <laughs> but... But um, so you're in this square and they have these guild houses on one side and then a giant Belfort tower. Um, there's a bunch of towers in, in Bruges that kind of um, poke up above the skyline, which is very cool, um, especially the, the drone. Um, it got once it got elevated, you could really see the towers all together, which was very nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so it's just an old medieval town. Uh, they have horse and buggy rides that you can take, uh, from the middle of the square that kind of go around the city. Um, I was going to do that cause I thought it'd be a fun story, but it was 50 euros. Oh wow. And so I didn't do it. Oh yeah. I was like, if it was 30, if it was 30, I would have done it. Um, but it was not 30, it was 50. So I said, well, this is why only, old couples are doing it. They're the only ones that can afford it. There's also a, uh, in one of the houses from the 1600s, there is, if you look on the ground floor, there's McDonald's. So. Oh, that was cool. That was nice. Yeah. I, I think you mean, uh, the guild house of the McDonald's, the, uh, right, where... yes, the, the, the guild of minimum wage, um, uh, cooking fries. <laughs> Um, right. Uh, mayor McKees so, was the mayor of the guild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Assassinated by the Hamburglar. <laughs> Grimace, the Comptroller. Um, yeah. But the two, I'd say, I'd say the two highlights from Bruges, other than walking around, um, were the Rosary Quay, which is this corner on a canal where two canals meet, and there's this great uh, tree. That, so sort of like you know those trees in Savannah or Southern Georgia that that's like willows or they sort of hang. This is a, a, a wonderful green tree that's sort of hanging over the edge of the canal, and there's no famous building there. It's actually it's just a bar um, behind the corner um, that has a wall of nine uh, nineteen hundred beers, <laughs> like empty beers on the wall. So it's a beer wall. Oh wow! Um, so the spot itself is not famous for any reason other than it's just one of those spots that you go to and it just looks cool and it takes pictures well and it kind of just becomes famous you know what i'm talking about yeah totally it's like a a good it's a good uh it's a good spot for the gram yeah exactly it's one of those one of those grammable spots um the other uh I, i went on a boat ride uh through the canal which was fun um uh, the highlight of which was there was someone kayaking on the canal and our captain got on the mic and yelled at him because you're not supposed to do that. And it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, nice. Good thing you got a boat tour from the sheriff of Bruges. Yeah, exactly. He actually, he looked like Bradley Cooper from a star is born, uh, which was, <laughs> which was nice. He was easy, easy on the eyes, old captain canal there. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, the other did you, interesting. Did you show him in the back door? <laughs> <laughs> You're done with your good deed, Byron. You, can, you don't have to do them anymore. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I hope Macedonia isn't listening to this. Um <laughs> 
Okay, one more thing for Bruges. Yes? There's there's a uh, basilica, and the basilica claims to have, uh, it's called the Basilica of the Holy Blood, because it claims to have, guess what it claims to have? Uh, Holy Blood? Yes, the blood of Jesus Christ. So Mm. uh, as it goes, in the 1100s, during the Second Crusade, someone brought back a vial, and the vial had a piece of cloth on it, and the cloth uh, had Jesus' blood from when he was, uh, like, bathed or something by one of the apostles. The story is a little weird. So the blood came to Bruges, and now the blood is in... Uh, is in this basilica. So I went and I saw it and you wait in line and then you get to go up to a pedestal and there's a female priest in robes sort of guarding it or like half blessings, half guarding it. It's unclear. And you go up and it's in one of those tubes, you know, in the off, like in an office or a warehouse in the seventies, they would have those like wind tunnels where you would put a tube like yeah. put put a piece of paper in a tube and then send it and it would shoot across. Well, what are those things yeah. called? Uh, a pneumatic pneumatic mm. tube. A pneumatic tube. So it looked like it was a case for one of those. And then inside you look and there's a smaller glass uh, vial and inside is a rolled up piece of cloth that looks like uh, an egg roll. And on the egg roll or the cloth is is blood jesus's blood uh i i don't know if it was real but it it was still red which makes me think that's that's a little weird. strange but it's also magic blood uh that cured lepers <laughs> and could turn water into wine so who our science kind of goes out the window at that point right so why wouldn't it still be red of course yeah Inherently, this is not a scientific institution, but no, uh, it is odd that it would retain its color. So, yes. you know, I don't know. Who am I to say? That's the kind of brilliant move that this basilica <laughs> has uh, has pulled off because no one can go in there and say, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, like. Exactly. Exactly. And here's the thing. They don't charge you to get in, which I think is a good sign as far as authenticity they goes. They charge you to get out. Well, Kind of. So there's a <laughs> uh, like a uh, a collection thing right after, and so you put your hands on. You have your moment with the 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 Jesus egg roll, and then you she kind of like looks at you, then looks at the 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 collection. Rubs, rubs her rubs her fingers together. <laughs> yeah, and so and so I I reach into my pocket for the smallest coin that I could find. And then I put it in there because I said, you know, why not? Uh, if I, I'm not a really religious man, um, I'm, I'm from L.A., as we previously said. But if if I get up there and Jesus is there tapping his toe, leaning against a wall, be like, hey, man, you, you, you saw my blood and you, you didn't leave anything, huh? I, I, I'm just I don't want to have that conversation. <laughs> so it was worth the, the 10 cent yeah, euro be- piece. That would be an awkward conversation to have. I just, you know, I want to, I want to go to heaven uh, on a clean slate if, if it comes to that. Um, so, uh, yeah. So there you go. I saw Jesus's blood. Um, 
or did I? Who knows? Uh, faith, faith versus well, science. That's, that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, it's but it's a, cool, it's right? A, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's very cool. I I love the like. That's I think that's the cool thing too about kind of where you are and what you're doing. Like the all, there's all these relics, you know, that exist sure. from the ancient world, and you know, obviously, so many of them tied to uh, religion, Christianity in specific. And, uh, it's like, it seems like they just like, you know, disperse them, <laughs> you know, like every <laughs> big church somewhere gets something, you know, like here's, here's a splinter of a cross that was used somewhere, you know, like, exactly. uh, that's, it's interesting that that's their, like, they've got to have a hook, you know, they got to get people in the door. Yeah. And people were in the door. There's a huge line. People, people were really getting into it when they had their moment with the, uh, with the, the, the blood, the the glass case, they were getting a little emotional. It was people get moved. I I get it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Branson. I know. <laughs> I've seen uh, Yakov Smirnov at 10 a.m. Yeah. Do a show. Andy Williams. Come on. It's a well, religious you, experience. You know, <laughs> I dare you not to cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> now, Dollywood. There you go. That's a religious experience. Good. Man, I got to go to Dollywood. Okay, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, so uh, after Bruges, I, <laughs> after Bruges, I went to uh, not only the capital of Belgium but the capital of the European Union. Oh man, that's right, Brussels. Uh, so I also stayed at a hostel in Brussels. Now this was the biggest hostel I've ever stayed in, possibly the biggest hotel I've ever stayed in. There, it was like warehouse sized and there was a long hallway and every door had, you know, every hallway had a door and I assume there were six to 10 beds behind every door. It could have been like a thousand to 1500 beds. It was crazy. And they had a restaurant and a bar downstairs and a video game arcade. It was very cool. And it was a very, a very different experience than what I had been, you know, seeing where I stayed at a guy's house uh, in Mostar. (laughs) So this was like an industrial hostel operation, but it was really fun. There were a lot of people hanging out. It was a good social environment. Um, But man, yeah, that, that was crazy. It was huge. It was huge. Was it, did it feel like nicer than, I mean, obviously it looked nicer, but like, did it feel like it was like, oh, this is like, all, they, they're like running this like a hotel. It did. It did feel nicer. You know, I think there were six beds in our room and we had a bathroom in our room, which is, I'd never seen before. So it was little right. things like that. You, you just felt like you had a little more personal space because of how big the place was. Um, yeah. So that was, that was very, uh. That was interesting. I, I don't know if I would like that every single time. I do like the smaller, intimate hostels because you kind of where you just kind of hanging out with people. Um, but it was right. it was good, yeah. Um, and then Brussels, its main thing has this. It has a grand place. It's another market, um, sort of like a market square, a town square. But this one is surrounded by five story buildings on every side. And they have like statues and gold ornate trim on the buildings. The town hall uh, is on one side. It's just this uh, spectacle of a town square. It's probably one of the most beautiful ones that I've been to uh, so far. There aren't a lot Mm -hmm. of, there's some restaurants here and there. Um, Not, it's not 
completely dotted with restaurants like the one in Bruges or other ones, but just the those buildings again. The, the most famous ones are those guild buildings because they all they all wanted to outspend each other and look the best, so they all look amazing. So that was very cool. Um, I I like spectacle. I like things that I've never seen before, and things that are unique to the place I am. Does that make sense? Like everyone, every yeah. place has a town square, yeah, but not one that looks like this with the with that went all out. And they, yeah, um, they had a Hard Rock uh, Cafe, uh, of course. Oh, nice. Well, of and, course, and a Starbucks. Um, so that was kind of, that, that took a little shine off the gold trim, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> also <laughs> just so many chocolate stores. Uh, this was true in in Bruges as well. I'd say every third shop is a chocolate shop. Uh, it's crazy. And I tried some and it's very good, but wow, that is, uh, that is tough, tough competition for, um, for, for chocolate over there in Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. What's, um, uh, what's the rest of the food story like now? The only thing I know about Belgium is the, is the fries, but you had fries like Belgian style fries, sort of, uh, you know, when you were in, uh, was it, was it Amsterdam? Was that last week? Amsterdam? Um, yeah, I, I did. Um, Landon, I'm not going to lie. I, I've been here for six days and I, I've had fries as a lunch, but a, a, a liner between lunch and dinner snack, uh, every single day. Yeah, sure. So, uh, I've tried different places. I've gone fry crazy. I have fry madness, um, I did it in Bruges every day. I've done it here every day. I can't help myself. Uh, it's all beer and it's all fries and chocolate. Beers and fries. <laughs> what is your, uh, what is your go-to, uh, sauce topping slash dipping of choice? What are you, what so are you doing with that? This is a new, we are, we're so basic in America. We just have, we just have ketchup. I didn't know. My my world has been opened up to like we should be dipping it in mayonnaise and aioli sauces. They're better than ketchup on these fries. That's what I've been doing. It, it's amazing. Yeah. So must, uh, the the mayo is great, but also these fries places are good. You know the fries the fries are what they are. Some are better than others, but when they're a fry place and they have handmade aioli that just work perfectly with the fries, it's just. It's just an unbelievable experience in my mouth area. Uh, wow, that sounded graphic. Um, <laughs> I was fine. I was mostly fine. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I've been. I've just been a fiend. It's been bad. Uh, and the problem well, is, I mean, you know, yeah, you're there. So I'm there. I'm doing it. So I've really, I've really been doing it. Um, here in Brussels, that my my two favorites, I think, have been. Uh, I went and had pasta and meatballs at a place called Spago, uh, an Italian restaurant. Uh, not the not the Wolfgang Puck Spago. I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, is this? No, it is. It is very not um, uh, a Wolfgang Puck joint. But that was really good, just simple and excellent. And then um, the other one, which was just unbelievable, it's called Amadeus. And basically for 18 euros, you get ribs avalante. Now, do you know what avalante means? I, I do not. 
It means unlimited. So, for 18 euros, you get a whole rack of ribs, a baked potato with some curry on it, and a side salad. Now, you think, oh, I thought, okay, it's unlimited because they say it's it's huge or whatever. They're they're making kind of a wordplay. So I'm I'm chowing down, and then a woman comes around with a plate of ribs and tongs, and she says, "Do you want another rack of ribs?" And I said, "Oh, no, this is this means unlimited, 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 Avalante." Yeah, Avalante. So I said, "Yes, I do." And so then, not only are the ribs unlimited. Five minutes later, she circles around with a baked potato tray, and the baked potatoes are also unlimited. So it was just – I've just been eating so much. Um, and then each table has a magnum size uh, bottle of the house red wine that you just kind of pour, and then mm. they, they kind of size it up after and charge you. Uh, so this is probably probably one of my favorite restaurants I've been to. It really was in my <laughs> wheelhouse. It's beautiful. It's kind of a red wood paneling library vibe. Um, but unlimited ribs, 18 euros, and just a cheap house red. I, I, I don't need much more in my life than that. Leave it, leave it to Byron to find the golden corral of uh, <laughs> Belgium. How dare you, sir? This had books in it, okay? <laughs> That's the only problem with golden corrals. It doesn't have books. Who would read them? Uh, yeah. Um, so that was that was great. I really I really enjoyed that. And you know, in the states, that would be twenty seven bucks, thirty bucks, especially for unlimited. So for that to be eighteen euros was, um, yeah, it was good times. Um, and there was also I was a steal. Yeah, right. It was really good. Um, I also went to Lord Byron Bar. Had to have a drink there. Um, Got to named after the romantic poet that people ask me if I'm named after, which I am not. Um, but that was cool. A- anytime, anytime you can take a picture in front of something that has your name, uh, you got to do it. Especially because I, I have a it. rare, I have a rare name, so I don't get to. Are there a lot? Of, have you run into Landon stuff at all? Uh, no. There's a furniture store on La Brea that's Landon Furniture. <laughs> Have you been? Have you? Do you have your picture with it? No, I no, I, I should though. I sh- I definitely should. <laughs> so, that's so bad. Wow, we I I walked you right into the worst example of this. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, buddy. It's okay, I I've made peace with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, f- finally in in Brussels, I. <laughs> I, I was going to this thing. It's about three miles. It's sort of on the outskirts of town. It takes about 30 minutes on a, on a bus to get there. Um, but it's called the Atomium. And it is a giant, I'd say, 20-story uh, atom that's made of silver. So it's just a giant um, – think of like if you're, if you're playing jacks, the little metal things that you pick up. Yeah. Imagine if one of those was massive, like 20 stories tall and shiny and metal and huge. That's the Atomium. Yeah. And you can go to the top of it and look out and sort of see the Belgian uh, Brussels, uh, you know, not a lot of 
like town out there, but you can see a bunch of green. And then you take some escalators down and through it, and there's some cool laser light shows and sort of techno music in, inside of uh, different orbs, sort of like where you know, like where Dead Mouse would live. Uh, it's like what their apartment <laughs> would be. Um, <laughs> if you, um, you know, or like yeah, like like Diplo, uh, how he would decorate, and uh, that was just very cool and fun. Um, and then as I'm walking out of there, I see next door. There's a thing called Mini Europe, which is miniature versions of landmarks from every European country in the EU. Oh, that's great. That's so and, good. And uh, I did it. I did it. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Um, <laughs> so I went around, and it's so stupid and so tiny. And Belgium is very overrepresented as far as how many <laughs> landmarks were there. Well, sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. So I got to go around, I got to go around Europe in about half hour, 45 minutes and, um, uh, see everything. So I guess I don't have to, I guess I don't have to, to use this URL pass that I paid for anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Europe's complete. Are they going to remove the big Ben, uh, after <laughs> no. Brexit? Is that, is, so, are they going to oh. do that? That was the best part by Big Ben and Parliament. They had tiny figures and it was a mini Brexit protest. So there were <laughs> yeah, it was so there were pro Brexiters and then anti pro anti Brexiters and they had signs and they had them like facing off yelling at each other, just little mini mini figures. And it was just the greatest troll that I could imagine. Like what a that's, fuck you to Britain to have because you know th yeah this is here because it's the home of the EU and it's um, right. you know very European centric so to have that in you know because kids don't know kids are just doing the Vesuvius where you you press the button and then the ground shakes a little bit um, but to see that was just so funny it was such a great troll so uh, that's yeah. good and then uh, yeah can I can I briefly circle back. I want to briefly circle back here to the Atomium. Why is that there? <laughs> I don't know, man. So on my Instagram, I just sort of made up a story that it was – I made up a story because I took a bunch of pictures. I droned around it. I, I just said that it was the Belgian Stonehenge, that it's been there for thousands <laughs> of years and no one knows who built it or why. No one knows so, why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I made up different reasons about you know the burial ground or some sort of celestial thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why it's there, but um, it's pretty cool. Huh. <laughs> Again, never seen right. anything like it anywhere. So, yeah, strange, uh, but, but do fun. Do they have – is there a small version of the Atomium in mini-Europe? <laughs> oh, that is such a good idea. No, they don't. Probably because the real man. thing is – the real thing is looming over all of mini-Europe. I know, but that's 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 – that's the reason to build it. That's the reason yeah, to put you're it right. there. It'd be so easy too. It'd be so easy. Uh, right. Yeah. They should yeah. do that. Uh, yeah. Just, Apparently they spent like 250,000 euros. Like a jack there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So easy. Um, but yeah, um, Malta, Malta is just, it's like some ruins, some rocks. And then they're like, yep, this is Malta. And that's all it was. <laughs> There was no, there was no building or anything. So, 
I, I guess I'm I don't I'm crossing Malta off my list, I guess. I don't yeah, want to see so. the rocks. Um but it was funny. It was funny how some countries were very represented and some were you know, had one building. Uh I think part of that was because the countries paid for their own thing. So Latvia ah. was like, What the fuck is this again? Like, uh okay, here's here's a thousand euros. You you figured out. We don't care. Yeah. It's like the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. Exactly. It was. It was. Uh, it was disproportionate. Where? Anything else about Brussels, Byron? I think that's it. I uh, wraps it up. That wraps it up. That was Belgium. I liked it a lot. Um, just beer and fries everywhere. It was fantastic. Everyone was very nice. Um, Sounds like a wonderland. I don't know why we don't hear about the thousands and thousands of deaths every day from fries and beers and chocolates. Exactly. And unlimited and unlimited ribs. <laughs> I know. It really was. It was a, a, a. It was a trail of gluttony the past week. <laughs> I must say. Um, so, you, Landon, you, you probably have a yeah. challenge coming up for me. Can I tell you where I'm going before the challenge is issued? I, I don't know if you'll change it or if, or if you'll alter it at all. But I just want to let you know because it's pretty unique. Yeah. Got it. Sure. I'd love to hear it. Okay. So uh, uh, next week is the week of uh, June 6th. And uh, June 6th is the 75th anniversary of the Allied invasion of Normandy. D-Day, Landon. And I'm going for four days. I'm going to be there. I'm going to see paratroopers fly out of planes, hopefully, and tanks on beaches. And uh, that's where I'm going. How fucking cool is that? That's really cool. Yeah! I don't know if that alters the challenge or not. I mean, it should, shouldn't it? But, like... um... I just I want know, to give you the context. I know, I know. And now it's like, you know, are there are there silly challenges? Is there a reverent challenge? Like what <laughs> like, like what like, your challenge was gonna be your challenge was gonna be befriend a German. <laughs> your challenge was gonna be goose step down the beach. But you know what? Now I'm not so sure. Um, oh my god. The- <laughs> like your challenge was to be to disrespect a veteran. <laughs> it's like, well, guess we'll change it. No, here's listen. Here's what I was thinking, and this may this okay. this may actually work in your favor. Um, but I was gonna. So your challenge was going to be to recruit people to <laughs> do something with you. Oh, okay, okay. And 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 it has to be more than one. It has to be more than one. It's not just like hey, convince somebody to go with you somewhere or do something or experience something. It, you have to recruit like a group, like at least two or more, uh, to like join a cause to, you know, to go (laughs) experience something together or whatever. So this may be, it may work in your favor because, you know, this is a big deal and a bunch of people are going to be there from around the world all to do the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, you'll be, you'll be among like minds. I I bet, you know what I mean? I like that. And I've done a ton of research. So I know a lot of the events, uh, that are happening. I have rented an electric bike to move around the area because the roads will be closed, uh, especially on the 6th, because uh, Trump and Macron will be, uh, you know, uh, uh, zooming around. Uh, so, oh yes, I, I, I know. <laughs> um, but, that, okay, this is good. I, I will recruit. I will recruit somehow uh, in Normandy 
for D-Day next week. <laughs> I mean, when you say it like that, it just makes yeah, sense. Yeah, wait a but, second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. That's sort of how the whole thing <laughs> came down in the first place. I want to recruit people. In Normandy for D-Day. Uh, good. I'm excited, Byron. That, that's a really cool thing that you're able to go to. Uh, I think that's really neat. Yeah, I am excited. Uh, it is supposed to rain on the 6th and surrounding days. Hopefully it doesn't. Um, but I, I think it's going to be fun regardless. I, I hope there's a, a fun spirit, uh, especially being the 75th anniversary. So we'll see. Who knows? I, I'm going to be staying in the shittiest yeah. Airbnb possible. Uh, it has a shower, but the bathroom is in the hall. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, should be good. <laughs> Thank you, Byron. Safe travels to you. Uh, as usual, you can find all this stuff at totally effing lost on instagram on the internet uh on facebook if you like what you hear tell all your friends and uh and be sure to follow byron and all of his exploits everywhere that he goes uh anything to add to that buddy i just crossed a thousand followers on instagram isn't that awesome man yeah that's awesome yeah and and it's been really fun it's been a great part of doing this. Uh, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, I was just going to keep putting stuff out there and having fun. And uh, the followers is great, but it's also who's following me. Everyone is very interactive and messages me about the stories or posts and stuff like that. Uh, will suggest things if I'm in a place. So, you know, there are some days where it feels lonely and it's, it's tough to be doing this thing, even though it's usually very fun. So having those interactions, having those followers has been a, a, a real boost and is sort of powered me through on some days when it gets tough. So I just want to thank everybody for following me uh, on the Instagram there. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll keep them coming. <laughs> Uh, cool, Byron. Thank you so much. Safe travels to you. Thanks. Talk to you next week.